You're listening to Mission Lab. Mission Lab. From our living new man, Ben Here's our parents, Sean and Camille Brace. Hi, you're listening to Mission Lab, and this is Camille Brace, and I'm here with my husband, Sean. And this is episode 25, and it's called Going Rogue? Question mark. Go ahead, Sean. Tell us All what right. it's about. All right. Thank you. I just want to point out that we have reached the time of year when Camille is very, very cold. And uh, today it was a wind chill of 17 degrees on November 10 in Bangor, Maine. And Although she has- literally it was like 65 <clears throat> and sunny. Last week. Yeah. Um, Boy, the weather in Maine, it's just like nowhere else. Just kidding. Um, (laughs) This is when I want to move from the state. Well, not quite now, but, you know, maybe come February. She has her hot chocolate. She's wrapped in her fleece blanket. She, this is Camille for the next like Yeah. So if you hear me sipping on this like delicious Lando Lakes (laughs) mint hot chocolate, this Mm -hmm. is like my routine Mm -hmm. every night. Also, if you listen, we pause for one second. Pause. That's the sign, the sound of silence from our dryer. Oh, I thought you were talking about our kids being no, asleep. No, we got a new dryer thanks to the very generous donations <laughs> of none of our listeners, but that's okay. We got a, a nice new dryer. Uh, but anyway, without further ado, yeah, we want to talk about going rogue question mark and this topic, because Camille, I usually think of the topics, right? Would it be fair to say that I think of about Sean 99%. usually does come up with them, although okay. he does ask for my opinion. I ask for them frequently. Silence is the response. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so in my travels and in my interactions a lot online, in person, um, I get a lot of people responding with, okay, now what do I do? I'm involved with a church. I'm a part of a church. And how do I bring this to the people at my church? What happens if my church is kind of already doing its traditional thing? Sometimes it's a pastor who's asking that question. Most of the time I'm speaking to, like when I was in Australia, when I taught in Oregon recently, I'm speaking to non-pastors. So it's almost as though the frustration can be higher because they feel helpless. Uh, What do I do when I have a pastor who has a vision for this? Or what do I do if I'm a pastor and I have leaders that don't understand this vision? And so I thought it would be well for us to look at some practical ideas as to how you can proceed if this is your situation. And it's this is actually not entirely um, unlike what we're doing, because, you know, when we started casting this vision, not everybody was on board. There are still some who are not on board, um, but by God's grace, we are moving forward. And so... Yeah, what are the things we can do? And I had this exact same conversation with a good friend of mine um, this summer, Jenny Harlow Sigler. Sigler. Hey, Jenny. Her and her husband um, are wanting to do the same thing in their church. and A church that will remain nameless. Looking um, 
how to find people who are interested in doing this, how to go about it, yeah. especially if uh, the leadership in your church or the pastor in your church, um, that's not the direction the church is going. Not that's saying okay. that's the situation with Jenny. No, no. Just to clarify, we're, we're not saying yes or no. I know her pastor very well, by the way. Love you, Michael. You're probably not listening to this, but <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, so what do you do when you kind of feel like, oh, I don't know if other people will want to do this. I'm kind of already involved with the church. They may or may not want to do it. So I would say this, and this is such a cliche, but I am finding that this is so important, and especially recently. I have, Prayer. Yes, I have discovered afresh the power of intercessory prayer with praying for the people that are in your church, asking the Holy Spirit to prepare their hearts, soften their hearts, open their hearts, and just don't do it haphazardly. It's not like, okay, I said my prayer and that ought to take care of it. I spent some time fasting recently over this situation. I saw God really poured out in abundant measure, still in process. But um, yeah, pray, 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 and pray some more. Okay? So that's step number one. Um, Step number two. So step number two is, this is actually super easy. So having explicit conversations with people kind of about the direction in which you want to go. It's actually pretty simple. Um, we have been, both Sean and I have been amazed at just doing this podcast, uh, speaking at different places, um, having conversations with um, either friends that we grew up with or just friends via um, social media, that so many people are looking for something different, are looking um, to change the status quo mm-hmm. Of, more more okay. than you would think. Yeah. And they just may not hear know the vision. They just may not know that there's a better way. So so kind of getting back to our title, we're not we're not um encouraging people to go rogue. And I know I have a very um like energetic attitude when I get an idea in my mind, I just whoosh, I take off and I go for it, right? Camille, I just whoosh, yes. just do that. But I've learned that you need to slow down. This is going to take a while. It's a long process. Yeah, and it takes, you know, change, as we've mentioned before, is hard. It's hard for me. It's hard for Sean. It's hard for you. And so anytime you're presenting a new idea to somebody else, that's not their idea. Um, You know how that kind of goes when people present new ideas to you. It's kind of like, eh. So, um, yeah, it can be a slow process. It's funny. I just saw this tweet from... Somebody, um, it says the top two things most people complain about. Number one, the way things are. Now, number two, change. <laughs> so it's like, uh, because the reality is uh, that what they really want is the way things were. That's kind of where, where people are. Um, so yeah, so just have some very slow deliberate, exploratory conversations with people. Um, Another thing that you can do too is um, if you haven't yourself, um, maybe you could start kind of like a little um, book club where you guys read the book Saturate Mm -hmm. by Jeff Vanderstelt, uh, who we've talked about a number of times in these podcasts. 
Uh, he's got some great stuff about how, how you get started, where that vision is. If we have not been clear enough on our podcast, <laughs> which we probably haven't, um, to like read that book together or read it for yourself and just really start from like basic. Yeah. Yeah. So just drop people in a few at a time. Uh, don't try to be manipulative about it or try to like undermine, you know, if you're a, if you're a lay person, go to your pastor and say, um, Hey, what do you, what do you think of this idea? Or give them our podcast, like, especially last one, episode 24. And which again, just talks about the big overview of what we're trying to get at. Give it to them. Say, Hey, I'd love to get your thoughts on this. And maybe that will probe his or her thinking and start the conversation. Um, if you're a pastor, kind of do the same thing. Take your elders and say, hey, I'd love to get you get your thoughts on this podcast or, again, the book Saturate and just start trying to explore um, very slowly what people's thinking is on the whole idea. The great, the great thing about this vision, and this is, you know... It's not our vision. Not our vision. It's, it's Christ's vision. It's, it's, it's how uh, he showed us through scripture, how to disciple people. It's nothing that we've come up with. Um, but even just, you could literally start tomorrow by getting out into your community. Um, you don't have, it doesn't have yeah. to be as a, as a group church mm-hmm. setting um, in which you're already involved in. You and, your, you and your husband or you and your wife or you and your kids or whoever it is, just you as a single person, get out there, get into your community, see who God has already placed in your life and just start blessing them. Mm-hmm. And then as far as like, you know, creating a missional community, um, that may only take, you know, if it's, if you are married, you and your spouse and one other couple in your church. Um, or if you're not married, you know, you and maybe a couple other single pe- people in your church. Are, are you who's single and a, and a married couple? Um, it doesn't take a lot of people to get started. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you can start tomorrow. That's the great thing. That's a really good point. And I, I mentioned that to, yes, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. She takes a sip of her Lando Lakes mint hot chocolate. Um, can you hear that? I don't Uh, get paid for that, by the way. (laughs) No, we don't get paid to push the book saturate either, but maybe we should. (laughs) Believe Um, it or not. Yes. Uh, but I mentioned that to somebody this week that, no matter what happens, because this individual was talking about, well, I don't know if my pastor would be in favor of this. I don't know if the church would be in favor of it. No matter what, if they are, if they aren't, you going out as a person, as a family, as a couple, going out and and ministering and serving your neighbors, th- there's no excuse to not do that, no matter what. It might be discouraging if you get to a place where you're saying, okay, now what do I do with them? Now that they're leaning into a relationship and they're open to God conversations, I don't want to bring them to my traditional church. Um, so, you know, that's something that that you have to pray about. But um, yeah, nothing should prevent you from starting that uh, right from the very get-go. Um, but as it, as it relates to the larger um, congregation, I would say just go slow Go slow, go slow, go slow, and just one conversation at a time, try to draw other people into the vision. I would say if you're the pastor, um, also start preaching these ideas um, from up front. Uh, 
don't be like me and <laughs> like be overly zealous about it and beat people over the head with it. I didn't do that, did I, Camille? You didn't beat people over the head, but you definitely were zealous. And I think uh, that's that big change, you know, scares yeah. people. I think when I look back on it, in all honesty, it happened the way it was supposed to happen. I had to arrest the attention of our people. And maybe you as a pastor need to do that as well. That's why you're praying all along the journey, all along the journey. All right. So the next thing, and this is not necessarily a step per se, but just a reality. And that is if you are able to gain some, uh, well, let's, let's just assume you're, you're, you're at a church and your pastor and your leader say, yeah, we're not necessarily interested in it, but God bless you. Go ahead, launch out into the deep. And uh, hey, here's a few other people that are interested. You guys go for it. Start a missional community. I would, I would strongly suggest and urge that you recognize that you will need to and you will want to. There's no doubt about it. You will want to, but you will definitely need to cut back on your responsibilities at for the church people and congregation. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I would I I would even go so far as to say maybe quit all of them. That may be hard to do, especially if you're in a small church and you do like everything. But in order for you to do mission and discipleship and community well and do it to the degree that is necessary, which discipleship is an all of life thing, um, you're going to need to devote full life attention to that. And so holding a position at church where you're required to put on events and organize services and do those sorts of things is going to really drain you of a lot of missional energy. And you'll feel like you are being pulled in two different directions. And remember, we've talked about before, I believe, that so much as a church, we get so caught up in doing church things, mm. whether it's for the service on Saturday morning, um, or if you are a Sunday keeper on Sunday, um, doing socials, doing potlucks, that it leaves very little time to go outside the mm -hmm. church and actually minister and actually bless those who don't even know um, who Christ is. Now, actually, we have this funny story that literally just happened to us today. Today. I'm trying to think. What was today? Our, our neighbor was over um, to our house, and he was playing with our... Maddie. He was playing with our um, kids. Our, our yeah, Camden's and he ended friend, up staying Maddie. for uh, probably f staying five for, hours. He ended up staying for lunch. And oh yeah, yeah, I see where you're going with this. And so Sean was having prayer with the kids. Now Maddie does go to church. Well, he goes to a Unitarian Universalist church. Which, if you're a, a Universalist listening to this, God bless you. But they're not Christians. Okay. Keep going. Oh, okay. Did <laughs> this not is know. News to, to Camille. They don't. They don't believe that Jesus is God. So go ahead. Anyways, but he. So they had prayer, and and Maddie prayed with them, and it was the first time that he had ever been part of prayer. So, um, yeah. I was surprised by that because I, you know, knew that he went to church. I of course didn't know all the details <laughs> like Sean does, but 
Um, anyway, so just finding um, people who haven't heard, like who have obviously heard like Christ's name, who have heard God's name, but don't know anything about him. And we've said it before, and I'll say it again. We have just been so surprised at the amount of people that are our neighbors that, um, you know, we do play dates with, or we go to the gym with, or whoever it may be, who don't know um, anything about who God is. And so for us, that's been such a positive thing, stepping outside of our Avenus bubble and really trying to meet the needs of the community where we yeah. live. Yeah. To quote um, this guy, I don't know if you've heard of him. His name is Jeff Vanderstelt. This is a book called Saturate. Um, to this very point, he says, uh, most people are very busy. Yep. And the more we fill our lives with church events and programs, the more we get pulled out of everyday life with people who don't yet know Jesus. So, mm. and this is, you know this, friend, if you live in a place called Collegedale, if you live in a place called Berrien Springs, mm. if you live in a place called Orlando, if you live in a place called Loma Linda, for those of you who don't and have no idea what I'm talking about, you're like, what is this guy talking about? But that is especially a challenge for you because there are so many Adventist and Christian programs going on there that you could literally go to a program every night of the week in some of those places and you would never have to see a non-Christian. And so... We have to be very deliberate and say, you know what? If I'm going to make an impact to the degree that God wants me to, I'm going to have to give up some of these really cool church things so that I can be about the mission of making disciples. Um, so that's all I had as far as practical advice. Um, I would say, again, if you get to that point, then you hit the reset button and you go back to our previous episodes on how to start a missional community and go from there. But um, those are some practical considerations when it comes to how to move forward in a church setting that may not be at this precise moment on the cusp of being missional. So anything else, Camille, on this topic? And don't say quickly, nope, that's it. Bye. <laughs> Sean hates how I end these podcasts. I think it's short uh, hate, and sweet and to the point. <laughs> hate is a strong word. Would we say hate? Um, no, I so. think we covered it. Uh, just a few basic steps. And again, um, if you have questions, if you have questions, go ahead and direct those towards Sean. He will be happy to get in touch with you. Camille, and you would as well. You I would. I would uh, yes, I would talk, or you know, or not talk. <laughs> no, I, I'm. I can talk. Oh, she can talk. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, uh, just start by talking with a few people within your church, um, either it be your leaders or not your leaders, and and just go from there. Yeah. All right. Cool. So thank you for listening, and this has been Mission Lab. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Mission Lab. Our theme song is Portland Hike by Tiny Music. Additional editing by Chris Ogay. Follow us on Twitter at MLabPodcast. Podcast.